Hello, hello, hello. This is Gerald Salenti, and it's March 16th, 2022. And ladies and gentlemen and children of all ages, how lucky we are, how lucky we are to be with Judge Andrew Napolitano. There's nobody says what he says with the judicial authority and the expertise of what's going on, what it means, and how it's affecting us, and not only in the United States, but around the world. So thank you so much for being here today, Judge, at this very, very, very critical time in our history. Um, Last week, you said we're, we're hair's breadth away from war and uh, World War III, I believe, and it's just getting worse. And you have an article that you, you know, they, all they, all we, we're learning how to hate the Russians. So let's hate all the Russian people. Let's hate everybody because that's what they're, they're telling us what we should do. And to prove it, the United States, our El Presidente of Los Estados Unidos, uh, uh, Joe Biden, has issued these sanctions against Russian oligarchs and other people, Russian people. Tell us about these sanctions. Does he have the right to do this? Should they be doing it? Well, Gerald, good morning. It's always a pleasure to be with you, as, as the viewers know because of our respect for each other, no matter what we're talking about. So the, the sanctions are uh, illegal and unconstitutional. I mean, basically, uh, the president has interfered with private property rights of Americans and of Russians. Uh, he has seized assets of Americans and Russians, uh, and he has interfered with the voluntary uh, lawful compliance with lawful contracts. So by seizing, by, by freezing Russian assets in American banks, that's a seizure. Just as if the government came into your home and seized a strong box that had valuable documents in it. The government can't do that without a search warrant issued by a judge based on probable cause of crime. Joe Biden can't do it either. Uh, if you signed a contract to import art from Florence, that wouldn't be a bad business to be in, by the way. Uh, and, uh, and suddenly uh, the president decided to impose sanctions on Italian businesses and you had already paid your supplier in Florence. You can't get the artwork. Well, the same thing happens with Stolichnaya vodka uh, and other Russian items where American importers have already paid for these products and now can't receive them. How, the, how the bottom line is the government again this time in the name of hatred, this time in the name of foreign policy, is interfering with the free flow of commerce by declaring people to be human rights violators. So if the government seizes a yacht in the Bay of Naples, which we all know happened, okay, yeah. and that belongs to somebody who is a friend of Putin's or may have helped him in his political rise or may even be financing his current uh, lifestyle, if that person wants the yacht back under the International Economic Emergency Act of 1977, so it's Carter era, that person would have to physically come to the United States, submit to the courts of the United States, and prove that they are not a human rights violator. Well, this is Alice in Wonderland. In America, the government has to prove fault. Individuals don't have to prove that we're not at fault. That's the statute that Joe Biden has triggered. I don't blame him personally. 
It's, it's a 40-year-old uh, statute, but it shows how the government has no respect for the Constitution it has sworn to uphold. This is basically a crime against humanity. I mean, yes, it is. Just like Putin is a crime against humanity, yeah. the American government is making it worse. It's reduced the ruble down to about 5% of its purchasing power. So if a loaf of bread cost $5 three weeks ago, now costs $25. And the people who are suffering have nothing to do with the public policy of Russia. You see, everybody listening, nobody says what you say with the, with the, with the authority and the judicial background. You, know, you went over with the Constitution, what it is, nobody's saying this. And, and the Constitution is an obstacle to the government wreaking havoc on personal liberty and on property rights. So the Congress thinks it can get around the Constitution, Gerald, simply by enacting laws. These two statutes, the International Economic Emergency Act of 1977 and the Magnitsky Act, named after a Russian um, human rights lawyer who died in a Kremlin jail. That law was signed by President Obama in 2016. These purport to be end runs around the Constitution. The Congress loves to do that because the Constitution was written to keep the government off our backs, to let us use our property as we want, to permit us to engage in free trade with whomever we want to engage in, and to keep the government the, heck, the heck out of private property and economic uh, uh, commercial transactions. So Congress enacts these statutes to get around us. Oh, it's an emergency. We have to do this in order to repel human rights violators. Where's that in the Constitution? Answer, nowhere. Again, now, you know. Has this been challenged in court? Well, who's going to challenge it? You think these Russian oligarchs are crazy enough to come to the United States and file a challenge? Of course not. They're afraid that they'll be arrested on some trumped up charge. Again, everybody want to make this clear. We're not, we're totally against this war, you know, so why don't everybody understand that? But what Judge Napolitano is saying to everybody with, with the authority and the judicial background that you have, no one else is saying this is against the law. And what you said with the Constitution is, and, and, and how that's there so the government doesn't run our lives the way they want. You know, this is terrible what's going on. You, you, you write over here, by prohibiting the use of assets in international money transfers, the sanctions have severely harmed folks in Russia who have nothing to do with Putin's war by radically reducing their purchasing power and eliminating many everyday choices from their spending options. All of this was done by presidential edict. Statute says if the president declares uh, Andranovich Baskapovich, I'm making up the name, to, to be a human rights violator on his own, without any evidence, without any proof, without any judicial process. He can freeze whatever Mr. Baskapovich has in the United States, and he can seize whatever American agents and their foreign partners can get their hands on, even though this guy has nothing whatsoever to do with this immoral, unlawful, criminal war that Putin is waging against the people and the government of Ukraine. This is the can headline. You imagine, can you imagine if when 
Bush waged his immoral, unlawful criminal war in Iraq. The value of the dollar sunk by 95% because some other economic giant, there probably isn't one, uh, sanctioned uh, the United States banking system. We would know how the poor Russians uh, feel. And what you pointed out, Bush's illegal, immoral wars, what if the Russians and the Europeans sanctioned all the American companies for Correct. Bush's wars? Correct. Right? There's no difference. There's no difference whatsoever. You, you, you could probably show, it would be a good thing to do if I were still at Fox, you could probably show some really compelling video of innocents being slaughtered and, and uh, civilians being targeted and suburbs being destroyed by military action and say, look at what Putin has just done. And the crowd would say, you're right, you're right. Oh, it wasn't Putin. It was Bush 30 years ago. Yeah. And let's not forget what... what Oh, how about, how, about, how about Bill Clinton? Every time he got caught with his pants down, bombs away over Iraq. Correct. Yeah. And, and Eastern Europe, Serbia. Yeah. So uh, What used to well, be called Yugoslavia because they didn't want to come into the Union, so they broke the whole place up. Right, right. And, and then again, Madeleine Albright, or not all that bright, on 60 Minutes with Leslie Stahl, when she was UN ambassador under, under Clinton, and Leslie Stahl asks her, is the price of 500,000 Iraqi children under the age of five that have died from the bombings and the sanctions worth the price? And Madeleine Albright says, yes, it was. One of, one of the worst statements ever made by a public official uh, of the United States, and of course it makes her complicit in the uh, in the war crimes. I remember I got in a little hot water at Fox one day for telling Ralph Nader on PBS that Bush and Cheney should be indicted for war crimes once they once they leave office. And Bush Sr. called Roger Ailes complaining like hell about me. Yeah, isn't anyway. that something, huh? And they talk about the Russians. Oh, look at the Russian wars that they started. The Libyan war. Oh, no, that was the Nobel Peace of Crap Prize winner, Obama. You, right. you, his words, his words, Gaddafi has to go. And he started that war when the Congress was on spring break. Congress gets a spring break. I don't mind that. I would rather Congress run spring break all the time because whenever they're in session, all they do is take our property and take our liberty. And but money. he did that on his own. It wasn't even a congressional declaration yep. of war. He wasn't even able to point to a single thing that Gaddafi did, which was uh, dangerous to the national security of the United States, it was Hillary Clinton who wanted to ride into uh, Tripoli in an open air uh, car as the hero who would return democracy to Libya. And instead, the two of them destroyed the most prosperous nation in Africa. Destroyed yep. it. Destroyed it. Oh, and don't forget... If only women were in charge, right? That's the BS they throw up. Good and bad, black, white, women, green, yellow. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of it because you forgot two other women that were behind it. Samantha Power and Susan Rice. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh and how about, how, about, how about Obama, the Nobel Peace of Crap Prize winner, 
Assad has to go. His words, Assad out of Syria, they only killed what, about 600 and a thousand Syrians? Yeah. And, and you, you know, you, uh, here, you were talking before about how we started this, about the United States putting sanctions on Russian people because of what Putin is doing. Right. This is the headline of today's Financial Times. West turns up heat on Moscow. With moves against oligarchs and military. Oligarchs. Oh, oh hey, head, how head, about... Head. How about going after, if the United States, how about going after uh, Jamie Dimon or Buffett's or, 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 or Bezos because of the wars Americans started? I say go after Bezos. Close them down because of America's wars. It would be just as illogical and just as absurd, except that when the American government does it, because uh, the public schools have uh, fostered this idea of American exceptionalism. Whatever America does must be right, it must be good. And generations of children uh, were raised uh, believing that. Uh, the, public, the public accepts it. I mean, the public is cheering on oh. the fact that you can't uh, buy Russian goods anymore. And, yeah. and these sanctions don't even target Putin or the military. They target the economy in Russia, which serves ordinary, everyday, a politically repressed Russian people. They're not responsible for what Putin did. He wasn't elected in a popular vote. He's a murderous thug and, and a dictator. Should yeah, no different the than the murderous thugs. Play? Of course not. Yeah, no different than the murderous thugs that we have in the United States. Yes. Sorry to say that. but It's yes. terrible. And you know, I launched Occupy Peace, you were there, and you supported, so we're against this. Yes. But, you know, this is, you know, you look at the headlines, you know, I have to, you said before, if you showed people 30 years ago, the United States bombing the hell out of Iraq and Afghanistan, how terrible it is, cool. no, they, they weren't showing that. The headlines didn't read every day that the United States was killing civilians like they're doing in all the headlines now. Right. They didn't do it in the Iraq war. They didn't do it in the Syrian war. They didn't do it in the Yugoslav war. They didn't do it in, 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 in the Libyan war. They didn't put those headlines. United, oh, oh, by the way, when they did show innocent people walking around and the United States guys in, in helicopters shooting them, what happened to Julian Assange? What happened to Chelsea Manning for showing the murders by the United States? Oh, still in jail, isn't Assange? Yeah, that's why I got I got to credit. Obama did one right thing when he uh, pardoned um, Chelsea Manning. I wish he had pardoned Assange as well, because those two are American heroes who exposed what the Bush administration did and the government went after them with all of its might. This is the propaganda they're putting out. This is from the U.S. Sun. Vladimir Putin could only have 10 days to win the war before his forces buckled, defense experts have claimed. Defense experts. The experts in the United States, the defense experts that haven't won a war since World War II. Right. And this is how they begin it. The Russian tyrant expected a quick victory when he ordered the invasion on February 23rd, 
but his forces have encountered fierce resistance. The Russian tyrant. How about the American tyrant expected a quick victory in Iraq? Quote, mission accomplished. Remember that one? Right. Mission accomplished by George Murderer Bush. Right. They don't write it like that. No, no, no. no. Oh, they cheered it. They cheered it. All the media cheered Bush on, on, the, on the aircraft carrier with the big sign, mission accomplished. He what landed. mission accomplished? He, he you invaded in a country based on lies, killed a million. How many people were killed in Iraq, Judge? Well, it depends on the estimate, but the general agreement is about 850,000. Civilians all. Civilians. Yes. And destroyed the country. Destroyed the country because of lies that uh, Dick Cheney, Colin Powell, and George W. Bush told. Even if they had been telling the truth, we have weapons of mass destruction. We're the only country in the history of the world that has used those weapons of mass destruction on innocent foreign people. When Harry Truman bombed a Catholic cathedral on a Sunday morning in Japan, weeks before the Japanese government was about to surrender anyway, Oh, and you forgot, how about the Vietnam War? Remember Agent Orange? Right. Yeah. Oh, they only killed over 3 million Vietnamese. Right. Oh, by the way, we are now importing, they're our second largest source for clothing and shoes, the Vietnamese. Yes. Yeah. I remember and we were taught to hate the Chinese, and now, of course, you saw the trade deficit just hit another record. Right. Yeah. Now, this, we have sick people in charge. And, and let me, here, 20 people were killed and 36 more were injured on Monday after uh, it, a ballistic missile uh, exploded in the heart of the Donsk People's Republic. That didn't make the news. That didn't make the news. That's the Russian part of, of Ukraine. They kill those people. Those civilians don't count. Right. right. And, and then, to show you how sick everything's getting... This is the headline yesterday in Yahoo. Second gentleman, Doug Ermhoff, tested positive for COVID-19 on Tuesday. Did you ever hear this term, second gentleman? That's the government's new phrase to refer to uh, Kamala Harris's uh, husband. It, it sounds ridiculous. Second gentleman? Who the hell are you? Who the hell are you, well, second gentleman? All right, well, it's not an official government title, and he doesn't get paid anything, but they do call him that, and he does get 24-7 Secret Service protection. S gentleman? Who the hell is this piece of shit that I got to call a gentleman? Well, second gentleman. Oh, and, oh and, and Biden's the first gentleman? I guess that's what it means. Gentleman? The world, the world is turned upside down. I... I, I used the phrase in, in my column, Alice in Wonderland, yeah. to mean things are the opposite of what they should be. These statutes are Alice in Wonderland where you have to go into court and prove you did not do something. That's antithetical to 230 years of American uh, jurisprudence. And then the idea of bowing down to elites in America, that's antithetical yeah. to 230 years of history. The people that won the, that fought the Revolutionary War, it's the last thing they wanted in America was a class of elites. And that's what we have. The Correct. second gentleman. Who the hell are you? Second gentleman. Oh, the second gentleman doesn't piss or shit either, by the way. Got to be proper. <laughs> you know, he's a gentleman. 
Yeah, what is this crap? And that's a, you said it. You said it with the Alice in Wonderland and the Constitution and what they fought against. They fought against the nobility. Correct. Yeah. And what with Kamala Harris, where did she get away? She screwed her way up to the top, you know, from the stories that they say back in the day when she was having a sexual affair with a guy that was running a show over there, I believe, in San Francisco. Oh, oh they're elites. Oh. Look, um, every week, this is no exaggeration. Every week, the situation is worse. Yeah. Every week, governments have killed more people. Uh, have taken more freedom and have seized more assets and very little is done about it. And, and in this case, with respect to the so-called sanctions, even though they're coming back to bite us in the butt because ga gasoline is now around here in northern New Jersey, it's $6 a gallon. Holy cow. Uh, and the crowd, the crowd applauds Biden. I mean, his, his yep. numbers are going up. Yep. They love war. Again, they, they, they follow war. the COVID war. They're following this. By the way, uh, Zelensky... The guy that used to be play in the, in the TV, a comedian as the president of Ukraine, the comedian that became the president of Ukraine. Again, you can't make this up. He just spoke to Congress. Yes. And, a, a, you know, a Zoom. And he was greeted with three standing ovations from an audience of lawmakers. Isn't that a nice name? Lawmakers. Political pieces of crap. We don't need any more laws. These guys that never work a day in their life, that only suck off the public tit, and ask the U.S. to implement a no-fly zone over Ukraine. Quote, is this a lot to ask for to create a no-fly zone over Ukraine to save people? Is this too much to ask? Well, how could we possibly enforce a no-fly zone without American fighter jets in the sky doing what? Fighting Russian fighter jets? Then you had the beginning of World War III. Yeah. I mean, the I don't beginning... blame them for asking for it, but if, if Joe Biden ever accedes to this, it'll be the beginning of the end. Glory to heroes, Pelosi said in Ukrainian before he began speaking. Zelensky began by saying, I'm proud to greet you from Ukraine, from our capital city that is under missile and airstrikes from Russian troops every day. And we have not even thought about it for a second. Okay. Just like many other cities and communities in our beautiful country, which found themselves in the worst war since World War II, blah, 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 you're going to lose the war. The headlines in Sunday's New York Times was U.S. sending more weapons to Ukraine in defiance of Moscow. What if the headline read, Moscow sending more weapons to Iraq in defiance of U.S.? What if the headlines read, Moscow sending more weapons to Afghanistan in defiance of U.S.? Ask one more. What if the headline said Moscow sending more weapons to Havana, Cuba, in defiance of the U.S.? Yeah. Then we would know how it felt. So the deal is this. You're not going to beat the Russians. by. They just sent, what, 13 more billion dollars of our money to, to Ukraine? 13, as 61% of the people in America living paycheck to paycheck, our roads look like shit 
Well, the infrastructure is falling apart. But anyway, they're going to lose. By keeping this going, all they're going to do is kill more people and destroy more of, of Ukraine. Why aren't they negotiating for peace rather than keeping this going? And they're not going to win just more people are going to die and more destruction. Why is no one, I don't hear a peep out there about calling for peace. Because the war helps the military industrial complex. It helps big government. It is the health of the state. And at this moment in time, it helps Joe Biden. Okay, you said it, you wrapped it up. Thank you very much, Judge. And we have to unite for peace. And you are, you are a man of freedom. You are a, a justice of, of peace. And, and um, thank you for all that you're doing because there's no one out there like you with the authority and the judicial background to say what you say with your heart, your soul, your passion, and your spirit as a true American. Again, the judge of freedom. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Gerald. All the best.